Who are you? Me? I know who I am. I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. What? You a dude that don't know what duty he is. Or are you a dude who has no idea what dude he is and claims to know what dude he is? What the fuck are you guys talking about? I playing other dudes. I know what dude I am. I'm the dude who's podcasting about the dude who's playing the dude disguised as another dude. <laughs> this is Patreon Requested Spoilers. This Pap, ready for a Teen Choice Award. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a Patreon Requested Spoilers. This is Sebastian's pick. Loyal listener, Sebastian. He had a question for us. We'll go Isis to Weistus. He said, I discovered the podcast when I was looking for a Lord of the Rings podcast. My question is, would you ever do the Hobbit series at one point like you did with the Lord of the Rings? I think he means a deep dive. And since that's just a yes or no, I also added, if we had to deep dive a franchise, what would you choose to deep dive? Brett, I think you're Eastus. Yeah, I, I'll start. I, I'll ask Sebastian a question. Do you hate us? Huh. Do you not remember the great timestamp debacle of 2019? Barely survived. These people almost killed each other because <laughs> of that. And... That would be really tough to do it again because I did it last time at work, but I can't do that anymore. So <laughs> here's the thing. I would do The Hobbit because uh, I'm guessing I'm in the crazy minority here. I actually like those movies. I think they're like one one hundredth of the, the Lord of the Rings, other ones. But I do wow. enjoy them enough. Uh, they get a little more ridiculous as they go, but it's, it's still cool to me. It's weird how much visual effects these, but yes, I would do it. But I think after 21 episodes, I'd be really worn down by, uh, I don't know, Stevie's negativity or somebody. <laughs> I mean, it would it'd probably wear me down and I'd probably have a hard time arguing against a lot of it, but I would do it if I think it'd be a huge hit. I think people would love it. So I guess. Do yes. you have a, an alternate? So you would, you would want to do the Hobbit then. That would be your. Yeah, that's fine. I, I haven't thought of anything else I'd, I'd want to do. I mean, like, I guess we could do pirates, but not like seven episodes of movie, but I think we could have fun with those maybe, but. Mm. Brett from Fort Wayne. Um, well, I'll, I'll go next. I think I'm the next thesis. This is Pappy, Kalamazoo, Michigan. Your first question, Sebastian, there's no fucking way. <laughs> there's just like a 0% chance we're ever going to do that. I think we should do the movies, but <laughs> I don't know if like, what's the the third one? The Battle of Five Armies or whatever? That doesn't deserve That'd be exhausting. seven episodes dedicated yeah. to it. It needs medicine. It doesn't even deserve one. <laughs> Josh is right. It needs medicine. I don't even know if I've seen that one. We have to be Lord of the Rings. It's Lord of the Rings rough. completionists, right? Like we've done the Ralph Bakshi one. We've done the god awful animated Return of the King one, where there's a whip, there's a way. We need to do the Hobbit and the Hobbit. Got to do the new series yeah, too. Yeah, someday we'll get to that, Sebastian. But if we had to deep dive something, it's not a series, but I think it would be pretty fun to do like a seven part episode on Titanic, like James Cameron. I, I I don't know if you guys would like it or not, but I think that would just be a good time. Fabricio? <clears throat> it's a long movie. I would love that. Seven episodes? I'm on in, bro. 
seven episodes Maybe. for and we could do three episodes like one per hour i think it deserves six or seven i could go six on that <laughs> there's a there's a boatload of information in each oh oh i see what he did and now, and now. <laughs> see look we're already doing it look see? at this see the magic's happening <laughs> yeah yeah i yeah i think that would be fun it's topical topical too grab some headlines who's who's next thesis a lot of myths to do uh to dispel on that one <laughs> yeah josh i think hello josh from goshen here i the ironic thing about this question is that i propose that we deep dive tropic thunder and stevie resoundly said no to that idea Just, what does that mean when like I said at the end of an episode, hey, maybe we should split Tropic Thunder up into two episodes because Stevie was Absolutely like... Absolutely not. Stevie, yeah, this is exactly what Absolutely happened. Absolutely fucking not. Stevie chose it. For what reasoning? What's that? For what reasoning to do it in two episodes? I'll give you the reasoning. Stevie chose the movie when he won the movie game. And <laughs> I then, know, it was so funny. And then Sebastian had already chosen it. So I was like, if we got this much demand, split it into two. I forgot. Uh, also... Spoilers lore, I thought we kind of decided that we might cover The Godfather over this I don't Christmas break in this way. We did talk about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that was last Christmas break. Uh, yeah, that was the last time anybody talked about Needless it. Needless to say, the Fast, Furious, Jurassic Park crossover series that you guys never got down to do. But anyway, Josh from don't Goshen Don't blame here. us for that. Blame chat GPT on that one. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Stevie? Yeah. Um, would I ever pod the Hobbit? I mean, if we had to, like Pap said, if we were completionists, I'd be compelled to do it begrudgingly. And I would probably just, you're, Brett, you're probably right. I'd probably weigh you down at a certain point. Um, after the first, I don't know, that third movie is really rough. First one's okay. I enjoyed Smog. Battle of the Five Armies is just atrocious. But um, yeah, Josh took my answer. I was gonna say Godfather's part one and two, and three doesn't exist. Um, I <laughs> we would have to do three. No, we wouldn't. No, fine, we do three first then. Uh, I'm not gonna end on that downer of a no. If I took your answer, I apologize, Stevie, but I do have a follow-up question for you. If we cut so, it up into like a bunch of like 45 minute segments or whatever, if you could choose yeah. any segment or like little act like that out of Godfather one or two, what would you choose? Oh, dude. I know what it comes down for me. It's all so beautiful. Um, I would have to say the Havana deal in Cuba. Um, that to me is loaded with like super history and it's really, really compact full of information if you break it down. Yeah, I would say the Havana deal. I had a feeling you'd pick Godfather 2. I would either take the first 45 minutes of the first one or the second 45 minutes. First one, you got the wedding and then up to the Salazzo deal. Second one, you got the assassination attempt and then like all the stuff with McCluskey and God, it would be so freaking good. Also, it's so good. In Godfather Part 2, I also wouldn't mind doing um, Anthony's... Uh, like communion party, um, I think when uh, Fredo's uh, wife is dancing with another man provocatively oh, in front of the so family, awkward. and Rocco or uh, Rocco goes over to Fredo and goes, 
Michael says, you have to do something about this or I have to. And Fredo's like, yeah, go ahead. It's such a telling. Yeah. Like, it's just so on the nose for Fredo. I love that sequence. Do you think, you talk about it, do you think he's like the most underrated character like ever? Fredo? No, Nero. Neri, uh, never mind. Oh, never mind. Al Neri. Um, I love Al Neri. Uh, I still think Rocco is the one that let everybody on the compound to assassinate Michael. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's definitely sneaky. Yeah, but yeah, I love Al Neri. Anything in that universe. But yeah, Josh, didn't get out of this question. Anything of the Godfather parts one and two, I would deep dive in a heartbeat, just not three. While we're talking about things that'll never happen, like a Godfather deep dive or the Furious wow. Jurassic Park <laughs> crossover. What the hell? I did, I did side text Josh, and I, one of my dreams for this podcast, it, it, like I said, it will never happen, but like a Patreon-exclusive episode of the Patreon or the Spoilers Boys doing an audiobook of The Hobbit where we <laughs> each play different characters, you know? And really that dream was just inspired by Brett playing Smeagol. I think that would be amazing <laughs> if you <laughs> just read the lines of that character. But Mikey, what do you think? We can't leave it at that. Like who's who in this? Like <laughs> if like if we're doing like audiobook or Lord of the Rings, the Council of Elrond or like Josh a scene. Is, Josh is Sam. I think Corey oh. is Gandalf. Corey is Gandalf? Yeah. Are you insane? He's a hobbit for what? sure. He's going to be like, hey. But Josh has basketball shoes. <laughs> Corey. Corey how would Gandalf True. say that? He's ready for the squeaks. Uh, do your line in uh, um, Good Time. How would Gandalf do that? We took two. We were so... <laughs> One of my all-time favorite spoilers. Next thing I know, this fucking ring shows up. I don't know what the fuck is going on because we were so fucking fucked up. He definitely was smoking that weed too. That's good. I forgot about that. Speaking of Hobbit weed, Mikey, back to you. Yeah, sorry, Sebastian. Hobbit, or what would you want to deep dive? Pap, I think I agree with you. Uh, I don't think we could deep dive on The Hobbit. Uh, I watched the first two. I don't remember liking them that much, but I feel like everybody would be uh, feel like a bit of a drag going through that for so long because we really went in deep on Lord of the Rings, so we'd have to do it up the same way. Uh, otherwise, it would just... Uh, and to do a different series, I don't even know. Uh, it'd have to be something equally as long for each movie. Otherwise, can't cut up a 90-minute movie between five, six people. That'd be Seven insane. episodes on Ghost Dad, starring Bill Cosby. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we should just do, do them regular style, uh, how we do most... Uh, most episodes the movie game but to do a deep dive on the hobbit tr trilogy that would be rough cornetto cornetto trilogy yeah i don't know maybe the matrix that'd be fun Oof, but kill me there too. but the last one would be unwatchable i've <laughs> i don't know if you guys have seen that but it's yes. really it's bad but yeah i can't think of anything it has to be a really long movie to and it has to be like three really long movies. I don't know too many of those. We did the first Ooh. Matrix a very long time ago, and we never did any of the sequels. <laughs> Nobody touched them. Yeah. I think Josh, I, you put that. I'd actually like yeah. to do the Daniel Craig Bond movies. Can I just put a note yeah. in 
Pappy saying that we aren't going to do all these other projects offhand. There's a specific reason why we can't recreate a whole fucking book, audio book, and then put it up in why? our feed. Like, it's complete copyright. Like, we already toe the line enough with yeah. all the clips we play and the music. There's no way we can read the whole Hobbit and put it up. Like, what that's if we such... changed it up? <laughs> what if we put it at <laughs> 10 speed? What if we, what if we, <laughs> had, what what if, if we had no periods or paragraph breaks? Change all the names. What if we rap and sing an entire Post Malone album? There we go. How much Fuck. money would we lose? Our channel would be claimed. It'd be over. Post Malone's <laughs> come for us before. He'll come again. These are our last messages echoing out through the universe right now as Post Malone plays in the background to take us out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Me, 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 me. Oh, there you go. The episode's gone now. <laughs> Just from <laughs> Post Malone, are you here? Corey. It's a good song though. So you said this was a very easy question for you. I'm curious. Hello, this is Corey, Kylo Ren memes. I'm recording out of Simi Valley, California. This one is easy for me, Pappy. Right, so in terms of doing The Hobbit, I'd, I'd lean in the direction of no, but if you guys wanted to, I'd do it. Like, you know, it's, it's whatever. Even if we're doing podcasts on stuff I don't like, it's fine. I like to kind of exaggerate that a little bit and say like, no, fuck that. But, you know, come on, I've, I've reviewed fucking the 93 Super Mario Brothers and like, like fucking Theodore Rex. Like <laughs> Escape from LA. Battlefield Earth, it's Pat. Like, yeah, I've done some bad fucking movies. Like, what do I care, right? Three ninjas. Los Angeles. Exactly, Brett. Exactly. So that is my answer, actually. I want to deep dive on three ninjas because some of you guys know this, but I have like a very deep and inescapable attachment to three ninjas. Yeah. Like three ninjas continually comes up on Big Dumb Movie. We've done so (laughs) many three ninjas episodes. In fact, we're going to do the first three ninjas movie again at Big Dumb Movie. (laughs) Wait, your anniversary or <laughs> just do it? We're doing it again, Remastered? boys. <laughs> it's the Blu-ray. You know, Three Ninjas has got to be my answer, but I know you guys wouldn't actually go for that. So I have a proposal that you guys might actually go for, and that's Rings of Power. I like the Rings of Power show. Some of it sucks, but I still like it. Big fan. So I don't know how Big you guys fan. feel about it. I like there's it. some there's some cool I stuff. Lot, I liked it. Yeah. Too bad they're gonna scrap it. I think, right? Well, it's not gonna come out for yeah, nine years now because the writers and actors strike. I mean, they botched a couple things, in my opinion, but it's still we we both really loved it. Actually, we both liked it a lot. There's a moment when um, Galadriel's like riding a horse and like smiling, and it's like slow mo, and it's placed in a very weird like moment because she's all like. Uh, she's like upset and distraught and then like she gets on this horse and she's like super happy and I remember watching that exact moment being like okay that is really fucking bad like even I got to admit like that's really fucking bad but other than small stuff like that it's a pretty fucking cool show I think the worst thing that happened for Rings of Power was House of the Dragon coming out at the same time I feel like that kind of stole some of its fantasy wind I'm watching House of Dragon now it's It's pretty good. good it's good yeah High praise from Mikey. Very critical. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. Of game. Well, of I rewatched uh, 
not most of Game of Thrones, but like some of it, and kind of the last season going into House of uh, House of the Dragon. And How did you pick which parts to rewatch, though? The uh, good just like Battle of the Bastards, and then just like most of the last season. Uh, but I mean, it wasn't as bad as I remembered it. But I feel like they must have redone some CGI or something because I don't remember it looking nearly as good. But I don't know. It was still good. I uh, I just was baffled by people's motivations again at the end. That just was the weak point. But House of Dragon seems fine. And when you say you're watching House of Dragon now, I do assume you mean like as we're potting currently. <laughs> no, I'm watching Tropic Thunder again now. <laughs> Same. I got it in a little screen. I was watching it during the during the tornado warning yesterday, so I, it's a bit of a hazy watch. Yeah, man, it's scary. I saw something say, is Illinois the new uh, tornado alley? I was like, dear God. Yeah. So it's scary. We're watching some of it now. Speaking of the movie Mikey's watching now, Tropic Thunder, we should probably get into Woo! it. Stevie, I, I want to start with you because you, you had picked this movie and I think once you saw Sebastian had requested it, you changed to Wally. I didn't see it. I was got it yelled at for picking it. Yeah. Sorry <laughs> about that. It's, yeah. It's a little bit different than just coming across it. Um, what You love movies about Hollywood. Can you tell us just like a quick set up premise because i think the commercials at the beginning do a good job of that but like what what about tropic thunder was something that you wanted to pick initially because i feel like this is in your wheelhouse with like bowfinger and other movies that you you like rotation came to a halt. The world called on the one man who could make a difference. When it happened again, the world called on him once more. And no one saw it coming. Three more times. Now, the one man who made a difference five times before is about to make a difference again. Only this time, it's different. Who left the fridge open? Tug Speedman, Scorcher 6, Global Meltdown. Here we go again. Again. Um, <sighs> I do love how this movie just drops you in immediately before even, you know, the DreamWorks credits roll whatsoever. I do like that a lot. Um, but you're right. I do like movies about Hollywood. I do like movies about movie making. But this movie takes kind of years off from that. It's not really about, you know, making a movie as much as it is like lampooning, you know, the actors themselves. And mm -hmm. this movie isn't really a spoof. Um, 
there's a lot of layers to it. I do like this, like the satirical moments with it, but I do like, I just like the idea of putting, you know, three head cases out in the jungle trying to survive and they're all going through their own shit and just how nuts they are. That's one thing I enjoy about this movie quite a bit. Is Nick Nolte all three of the nutcases that you're talking about? <laughs> or is this different? <laughs> Gary Busey Jr.? <laughs> he does look just like him. It's just like him. It's weird. Wrote the book. Wrote the book. Utah. Wrote the book. Four leaf came back. I wrote the book. Nice, Brett. Yeah, I'm mad at you, Stevie. I bet you didn't name your son Four Leaf. I didn't name him Four Leaf. Before we get to Four Leaf, though, you mentioned those nutcases. Brett, did you have any? Uh, pick any of the the characters. We got. Robert Downey Jr., huge stack cast, by the way, in this movie. Insane cast. Jack Black, Ben Stiller, any of those guys, the characters stand out to you or anyone you Oh, I I laughed. I you can I laughed at like almost at everything Robert Downey Jr. said in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> when he was when he was the Chinese guy, I thought it was a freaking unbelievable like five minutes of cinema. Shut your mouth, follow my lead. Twin genie! But it's all awesome. I mean, like, it's just so, it's like the most satirical thing you can do. And it's done so unbelievably in this movie, I think. I mean, yeah, so he's literally the greatest actor of all time. Five Oscars. I mean. Um, he's as method as you can get. Um, I mean, he's he has Daniel Day Lewis surgery, basically. Yeah. Right? yeah, even crazier with layers of Russell uh, Crowe. Yeah, he said. <laughs> yeah, he said Daniel Day Lewis, Russell Crowe, and somebody else he based it on. But yeah, he's an Australian guy playing. A, I don't remember a black guy, but in the dichotomy in the the. The scenes with him and the other, I can't remember his name. Uh, what's the other black guy's name? Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Oh, I'm going to forget Al Pacino. I think they're so funny. And I think I like how like he kind of wears him down. He doesn't get him to completely get off the method train at the end. That's more like Tug, but he kind of wears him down as he goes. He, he gets him to admit that he knows he has a problem, but it's kind of like all he knows. And he'll pretty much do anything as an Oscar. And then for an Oscar and... You brought this up to me before, Stevie, but I had never seen the full R word scene. Oh yeah, it, it's so it's such a. I mean, again, people can be offended by it if they want, but it's such a. It's Hollywood, not offensive. No, it, I, I don't think it. First of all, there were three mm. things people complained about in this movie. We'll get Josh. Say your piece later. <laughs> Social justice warrior. He's back. He's back. Oh, but just to it's say. Just, <laughs> Oh, it's not offensive. <laughs> it's not offensive. I, I was watching the clip from when Robert Downey Jr. was on Joe Rogan just where they were talking about Tropic Thunder. And he's like, yeah, everyone was mad about that. And I totally just like was like, thank God. No one said anything about the blackface. <laughs> <laughs> There's, yeah, some uh, that's insane. good interviews about that too. Like uh, um, Jamie Foxx says is funny talking about that. That's the best Stevie question I got. Actually, I have two CV questions, but this is maybe the best one. Why 
why can Robert Downey Jr. do this? Like, great question. I think we all agree it's so it's okay, but other people, (sighs) other people like who Gen Zers, fuck off. Um, No, other people have tried to do satire with this, and it doesn't work. And and you know it doesn't work. This does, and I'm asking why. Well, not only does it work, it was Robert because his name's not Thomas C. Howell. Yeah. Soul Man. It was rubber stamped by the Academy. He got a Best Supporting Actor nomination yeah. for this role. Like, <laughs> well deserved, in my opinion. That's too. Awesome. That's like, I think that's one of the kind of brilliant parts about Lincoln Osiris and Robert Downey Jr. is the simple fact. Lincoln Osiris. They have the best names in this. Dude, movie. they have the most glorious names. But um, I think it's kind of the genius of this movie is the simple fact that it's like, it's not like Robert Downey Jr. landed the role of Al Pacino. You know what I mean? His character is literally a method actor. And the idea that a method actor would go through pigmentation surgery to play an African-American soldier is the most... And not just on top of that, an Australian method actor is the funniest shit on earth. Like... When he hops out of the OR dude. and he's like, got his hands on the doctor's face, like, we fucking did it. We, we're going to be fucking legends. Dude, he wheeled himself out. Dude, I was dying. Dude, everything he said is amazing. Stevie, there's a little scene between him and Ben Stiller where Ben is like, if you don't think any of this is real, why are you still in character? Robert Downey <laughs> yeah, Jr. Dude. says something like, well, I know why I am, but I don't need to tell you. Like, <laughs> what is he thinking at that point? <laughs> Dude, like some of the shit he says, like when when Damon is like going over to like to grab cell phones from people, and he's like, he's like, there were no cell phones in 1969. I'm headed to legit. Like (laughs) (laughs) that shit cracks me up. Just my favorite line. (laughs) Do you care if I say it or am I interrupting too much? Go no, go ahead. Don't you get it? He's messing with our heads. That's what all that playing God stuff was about. He's trying to get us to act good, save the movie. He ain't playing God. He's being judged by. After the director blows up, he goes, he ain't playing God. He's being judged by him. Almost <laughs> Dude, I was just about to say, he's being judged by him. Like. Oh, my God. I'm reading some of his quotes right now. It's so funny. Stop tailgating me, you pasty teabag. I'm going potty. I'm going potty. Want to hold my dick? So freaking funny. Go ahead and cut it. We're flipping the script. You can't cry. Corey, while we're on this topic, though, no movie other than Tropic Thunder, or or Tropic Thunder is like the er example of I see people on the internet say, you couldn't make this movie today. You couldn't make this movie today. Do you? I know you hate that question. But but what do you think about that? Because it's brought up so much about Tropic Thunder. It is. It and Blazing Saddles is the other thing yep. that people use. Mm-hmm. People love to use those. It can never be made today. I mean, I must be fucking old because I feel like Tropic Thunder was made today, <laughs> dude. Wasn't <laughs> <laughs> this just made? <laughs> you know, Pappy, Tropic Thunder would have to be adjusted ever so slightly. Right, and I don't think it's the blackface thing. I don't think it's the R word. I think it's the slight homophobia. It's only slight, and they'd only have to change things slightly. 
And I don't think, I'm not saying they would have to, or I want them to necessarily. I guess I'm saying is that a studio probably would just because there's, it's kind of a divisive, semi-divisive topic, right? Because they, you know, there are some like disgust with some of the characters that comes along with that. And I don't know if that necessarily is needed for those characters, right? I don't think that's like, that's their thing. I can understand why they're using the R word when they're using it. I can understand why this dude is doing blackface. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of, to me, like the always sunny thing. Like, I think it is okay to do blackface sometimes. I'm going to come out and say that. I think it's okay to do blackface here. I think it's okay and it's always sunny. And the reason is because the people that are doing it are wrong for doing it. Right. Yeah. You're laughing at them for doing that in the context of the movie or the show. Exactly. It's like, wow, what a fucking... What a bold move by this fucking crazy person to do that. Like, they think, like, that's okay. That's funny that they think it's cool to do that. Definitely. I think that the Always Sunny Lethal Weapon episodes have gotten pulled from Hulu, though. Yes. No. So so freaking lame. And the Scrubs ones. I mean, like, I hate that so much. They're hilarious in context. It's the point. These are terrible people. Mm Mm-hmm. I think they were only pulled in some countries, though, right? Not in our country. Uh, I I tried to watch it, I think, like a couple months ago, and it wasn't on there. What about... All right. Come back to me in 30 seconds. I'm checking. Yeah, I I don't know. I I think it's funny because I see more people say you couldn't make Tropic Thunder today than I see people sincerely like complain about the blackface or the R word or anything else. Um, The reason I think they're able to skirt it and the, the way I think they'd be able to explain it today is like in my head is Kirk Lazarus, who's playing Lincoln Osiris, isn't looking at it from the Kirk Lazarus point of view. He's looking at it from the point of view of Lincoln Osiris because yeah. he's still in character as a black man in Vietnam in 1969. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. You cracked the code. You it got stays. it. Stevie. It's staying. <laughs> That's brilliant. By the way, confirmed, pulled from It's Always Sunny, <sighs> the gang makes Lethal Weapon 6. That breaks my heart. Dude. Yeah. There's, multiple, yeah. there's multiple. What about the Wiz episode? Where the gang turns black? Yeah. I think that one's still there. Then how can you... Oh. Yeah. Just going to have to sail the high seas to watch that episode. Have you actually heard the extra story about when they do that Lethal Weapon? No, uh, no. I believe Caitlin Olsen, either Caitlin Olsen or somebody actually cut themselves really bad while filming that. And they had to take him to the hospital. And um, oh, Rob, Mac- Rob McElhenney was in the hospital in complete blackface. And he had he, could, he, did, he, had, he didn't remember. <laughs> and people are staring at him. <laughs> <laughs> he, either he or she told that story on like Conan or something like that. So that would be awesome. Because like, they rushed her because she was bleeding. It was like a really deep cut or something. Here's the ultimate question, though. Would you guys personally ever do blackface? No. Uh, no. Ooh. I'm not rich and famous. I mean, no. If it, I don't know. No. What's the context? Yeah. What's the context? Yeah, I mean, come on. I can't think but of one. First of all, do we have a Tropic Thunder esque movie? Yeah, that's the only production? context. But even if you read the script, it's a rough sell. It scared the shit out of Robert Downey. Plus, especially since he hadn't come back yet. Like he was only just kind of starting to come back. Yeah. That's what I'm saying it's a, a huge. It's a huge risk. Because like. 
I think it was Tropic Thunder and Iron Man came out the same year. Yeah. Oh wait. Yeah. Insane. Oh wow. What a That's year. That's crazy. And like he just come off of doing like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and Kiss, Charlie Kiss, bang, Bartlett. Bang, yeah. And those were I think Charlie Bartlett was he was still uninsurable at that point. Um, and I th- I think that was the one who was still uninsurable, and I think he was insured for Iron Man and Tropic Thunder. But Oh yeah. Yeah, this is I mean, people saw this movie and were like, oh shit, that's right. Robert Downey Jr. is really funny. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's insane because he went on to make like a bill like he personally went on to make like a billion dollars in Disney movies as that Marvel Marvel character. Um Josh, I think it's a little bit of a loaded question because what we might consider blackface, that like loser behind in Twitter, they think that like let's say I go this would be a bad idea and I wouldn't, wouldn't do this personally for me, but like you go as like a coal miner for Halloween or something <laughs> where I'm playing something that's not a person and I'm in all black or I'm dressed like a panda bear or something like that. And part of my face is people call that blackface. Like they're that stupid. So I would do that and I'd flip off anybody who thinks that's a problem, but like to go out and dress as a black person. No, I wouldn't do that. Here's the thing: if you watch a movie, my wife's shaking her head like crazy. If, if you watch a movie from the twenties, <laughs> I don't know what I said that was so bad, but she's got a. I don't know. Go ahead, Pat. Sorry. <laughs> well, Mikey, that, do you take us through some of the other characters that we got? Jeff Portnoy, Jack Black, Tug Speedman, um, Ben uh, Ben Stiller. Yeah, Ben Stiller, uh, Tug Speedman. He's. Who is he? He's supposed to be kind of like Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible, Stallone, action star. Stallone sounds more, yeah. Kurt Russell, a little bit. I see a yeah. little Kurt Russell there. Uh, but just totally oblivious, cannot emotionally act on screen. Uh, that's kind of the impetus for the whole movie. Is yeah, he's having a scene with Robert Downey Jr.'s character, and he can't cry on command. And this scene is, it's a one take because they got explosions going off in the background at the same time for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> Poor production planning. But uh, uh, Danny McBride's character sees the signal from the director, and they blow the shot, and Ben Stiller, Tug Speedman can't can't emote on cue so uh this movie is just like five weeks behind according to access hollywood or something so on the first day uh it's uh just a disaster because tug speedman has no emotions yeah presented by maria menounos i love her yeah i actually wrote her on instagram once sometimes i dm celebrities and I'm like, do you want to do a podcast? <laughs> so I invited her on. Uh, maybe one day she'll write back and she'll be on one of these episodes. Did she read it? Was it on Red? Scene? It wasn't on Red, but she does podcasts. She has a podcast called Heel Squad. Mm-hmm. She also does the gas station videos. I don't know if you guys have been to a pump. And and the movies. She's always on the, mm-hmm. when we go to Regal. the theater. Is she healthy again? Regal, yeah. Is she unhealthy? She had cancer. Oh. Didn't know. Why don't you DM her, Corey, and ask? Mikey, I am 
I am happy you brought up Danny McBride though, because this is this is before I think Danny McBride really took off. And I had to pause it watching it again this time because I was nearly in tears laughing. There's like, this movie is full of little small lines that kill me. Like, you know, especially when Four Leaf says, like, I wrote the book or, you know, what does he say about beds? Like, beds scare me. Just little <laughs> shit. Beds give me nightmares. Oh, yeah, beds give me nightmares. <laughs> like, I love shit like that. But Danny McBride is a comedic genius because I'm positive he improvised this line when he's like all hyped up about to light those bombs off. And he's like, I need these two to speak American. I got these two making sweaters behind me. I'm trying to blow this jungle up. <laughs> like, it's, it's such a good line. Danny McBride's great. Also, Bill Hader's in this too. Yeah, like a little, I forgot he was in it. A little side roll. Um, Josh, can you just take us through? Oh, actually, Corey, let me toss this to you because I feel like Jack Black is doing a parody in his opening commercial too of a movie we did recently on Big Dumb, Big Dumb movie. Um, oh yeah, get some Nutty Professor vibes from him. No, check out the recent Big Dumb movie, Nutty Professor, where I've referenced that absolutely, man. So he's doing the meet the fatties, right? You can tell he's like the comedic, like he's he's like in this rut of just doing bullshit, right? Absolute bullshit that people love. It's kind of the same joke from like funny people with Adam Sandler doing those stupid fucking baby movies. <laughs> Will that be you? Anything else? Oh, yes, my dear man. My pains. This summer, America's favorite obese family is back. Ew, gross! You're just mad because I'm skinny. I'm not. Jeff Portnoy. Jeff Portnoy. Jeff Portnoy. And Jeff Portnoy are The Fatty Part 2. In some countries, it's considered a compliment. Letting loose it looks like absolute like comedy bottom of the barrel trash like lowest common denominator possible and uh you know he he doesn't really have much going on other than the fact that he is a drug addict in this movie and one of the things i really don't like about this movie is i feel like jack black is just underutilized do you guys feel that at all? Or are you like because he's second build? Yeah, but like his drug angle of like you know just like needing his fix the whole time, I, it kind of wears out for me. Yeah, all of his scenes are pretty much the same thing of him like sneaking off into the woods trying to get high, uh, and then it getting kind of kind of uh, not going to plan. So seems like that's kind of the only thing going on in his. I think there's a brilliant payoff though. Yeah, when he's on the ground I, screaming I my ass, like that's a fantastic scene. <laughs> like I don't care what anybody says. Like that's that's brilliant comedy. And also when they were filming this movie, <laughs> wait, 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 why do you like that so much? It's just so out of left field, and it's just kind of in the middle of chaos. Seeing Jack Black screaming my ass, my ass. Plus his butt is kind of his money maker. Yeah, you know, and it's a little bit of. I mean, plus when they were filming this, he got bucked by that water buffalo and kicked about 15 <laughs> feet away. Oh my God. And it, they didn't even catch it on camera. That's like the sad part. 
<laughs> man, <laughs> man could have died. Didn't catch it on camera. I like a minute, but it's it's almost like well, there was twenty minutes in the movie where I had forgotten that Ben Stiller was even in the movie because I was so into what was going on with like Robert Downey Jr. Plus, every time Tom Cruise just gets eyes on the screen, I'm sure we'll get to him. So I, I know I I guess I I love Jack Black so much that maybe they could have been utilized more, but. It's really hard to get past the performance of RDJ. He's every line is so hilarious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A well-deserved Oscar. Nah, but sorry, Josh. I, I think Brett mentioned Tom Cruise. He's just another one who I wanna, I wanna touch on. Apparently, playing Harvey Weinstein. Um, no. Who Who is it? Scott. Rudin. He's got a guy. Yeah. He's got a beef with somebody. You know about it, I'm sure. Scott Rudin is famous for like throwing his cell phones at assistants, kicking his assistants out of moving cars, um, punching a hole in every wall he can find. He does kind of look like Scott Rudin. I just he googled him. Looks, <laughs> I, the podcast listened to with John August and um, Craig Mazin. I think John had worked for Scott Rudin in the past as an assistant. And um, on the pod, he told some horror stories about Scott. See, so he says his physical appearance was more than likely based on this movie's producer, Stuart Kornfeld, but I think a lot of his, it said maybe it was based on a guy named Sumner Redstone who completely torpedoed him at Paramount Pictures <laughs> and he's got like a beef with him, but maybe, I, I don't know who you're talking about. So you said Scott Rudin? Mm-hmm. Let me look him up. Sumner Redstone looks like a fucking ghoul. <laughs> this guy is horrifying. <laughs> he looks like a mannequin come to life that's melting. Oh my God, yeah. Ooh. Tom Cruise though. His performance as this conglomerate of asshole agents or whatever. Yeah. I think he's just... The end scene aside where he's dancing, which I really dislike, I think... Oh, dude. I I don't like the dancing. He's used so sparingly and well, and it really feels like Tom Cruise really gets this humor. I don't know how to explain it. He seems despite his Scientology and all his weirdness, he seems to like really get this role. And it's just good to see because it is so funny whenever he's on screen yelling at someone. I love it every single time. Oh my God, dude. Something just clicked for me. It's because he's channeling David Miscavige. No! You said the word! (laughs) Well, that's it, boys. Lock up shop. They're coming for (laughs) us. If Post Malone was fun. didn't get us, Scientology's definitely got to get us now. That was fun while well, lasting. Pretty sure we said his. Pretty sure we said his name quite a few times on the uh, Battlefield Earth pod. Has Shelly been found yet? I don't think so. <laughs> Damn. Oh man. <laughs> he hasn't been found. Breaking news. Still <laughs> David Miscavige is known for treating people in this way. So. I think that's probably a little bit of it, although they would never admit that, you know, Cruz. I don't know what you're talking about. I've only heard good things about him. Let's move on. (laughs) I don't know. I'm with you, though, Josh. Like, when Tom Cruise is screaming, that shit's hilarious to me. Like, when he's talking the, what's the clan called or the heroin producers, like, fire something? The Red Dragon or something? Red Dragon. 
fire dragons or something like that. He's gonna like it's red. He's gonna like firebomb their ass and literally go face fuck yourself. Like that's hilarious. I just I don't know. <laughs> it's not just yeah really because different. he's the way he's saying it. It sounds real and it's scary mm-hmm. the way he yells. Like it would be terrifying to get yelled at by Tom Cruise. Flaming dragon. <laughs> to use a basketball analogy, Pappy, I would like to. I feel like I'd like to point out Tom Cruise's like offside defense when he's not yelling and he's in the room, his presence is felt and you can tell he's teeing up and you just like are waiting despite whatever great actor is like delivering the lines. You're just waiting for him to like fucking go off again. <laughs> and I love it. This is the last question. Who is this? This is flaming. Black one. Okay. Flaming dragon. Fuck face. First, take a big step back and literally fuck your own face. Now, I don't know what kind of pan Pacific bullshit power play you're trying to pull here, but Asia Jack is my territory. So whatever you're thinking, you better think again. Otherwise, I'm going to have to head down there and I will rain down on a godly fucking firestorm upon you. You're going to have to call the fucking United Nations and get a fucking binding resolution to keep me from fucking destroying you. I am talking scorched earth, motherfucker. I will massacre you. I will fuck you up. There is something about his physical appearance, though. He's so hairy, and like his watch is like barely around his. <laughs> his, big, his big fake hands yeah. are really funny too, though. Yeah. Um, I, I, the director decides like where the camera's gonna be, right? I know it's a dumb question, but I don't know any technical stuff. In I, movies, right? Ben Stiller killed this as a director. I, I was gonna say director. Mm-hmm. the camera work in. The scene with I wrote the book where it's filmed like Tom Cruise is over people's shoulder is so freaking awesome. Like, go back and watch it again. He's always framed like he's even leaning around somebody at one point. Like he doesn't need to lean around anybody because he's looking at the whole thing. But it's so cool where the cameras are at when they're catching him in the background. I got to say a director, especially a director who's acting in the movie, I think they're going to be trusting their lead cinematographer to do this yeah, yeah. Sure. and they're going to be looking at dailies and telling them what to improve and maybe how to tweak things but cinematography by john toll john toll who is like a huge cinematographer he was the cinematographer on braveheart and another tom cruise movie which despite its flaws is a really beautiful looking movie which is the last samurai oh i love last samurai i do too actually <laughs> just think about that braveheart and fucking Tropic Thunder. Well, it's got like a good below the line production team. Like, um, what's his name? The makeup guy, Rick Baker, did all of the the makeup. He's pretty famous for doing that. Yeah. Of Nutty Professor fame. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. That's awesome. When I was looking at the when the writing credits came up, I was like, I, I knew Justin Thoreau wrote it, but when I read it, I thought it said Ethan Cohen. At first, uh, I'm like, no shit, Ethan it's Cohen. The guy, yeah. yeah, a different different guy. There's also the agent, Matthew McConaughey. Like Again, just a stacked up-to-down yeah, cast. Uh, Stevie, what about Matthew McConaughey? Do you, do you like his performance in this? I do, because that was written and accepted by Owen Wilson. Mm-hmm. And um, unfortunately, at that time is when he tried to end his life. So I thought Matthew McConaughey did that role really well. And this is like before the McConaughey's too. This Definitely. is when like Matthew McConaughey was still like rom com guy. 
And so I thought he plays this role super well. And it's written in a way where it's like, yeah, I could totally see Owen Wilson in this role. But I think Matthew McConaughey makes enough of his own where it's like, he's funny enough. Mm-hmm. Obsessed with TiVo. I love that that look he gives that picture of him and his son <laughs> in just disgust. <laughs> just that glance. At least you get to choose your son. <laughs> Rick Peck. Again, great character names. Listen, Becker. Fuckstick. Um, Josh, we haven't really talked about the story at all, just at a high, a high level. Um, but was there anything from when they're in the jungle or landing in the jungle that you found particularly funny or, or maybe just talk us through a little bit of, of what actually happens in the story, how they get in this predicament? It's pretty convoluted at the beginning, but basically, their director, he's like a rookie director. He's played by Steve Coogan, and he's really trying to like make the set his own. He's got this big budget film. But he gets undressed by Tom Cruise because he's not keeping control of the actors. And he gets this crazy idea planted in his brain by Nick Nolte to, if you want to get a real movie, take these guys out into the shit. So <laughs> this director is like on his last hair of sanity. You kind of get the feeling. And so he agrees to this and they take him out. And Steve Coogan, like I said, he's like lost his mind a little bit. And he's just like, he's like Bobby Knighting the group. Like he's slapping people around. He's yelling at them. He's like, they seem into it. It's working. His speech is working for them. Yeah, they cheer. Yeah, yes. Bobby Knight, like he got results, did he not? Especially when he wasn't supervised. Like you could just imagine Bobby Knight in the middle of the jungle beating the shit out of some of his players. But (laughs) Mikey. Yep. But anyway, I think the inciting incident here and something we need to linger at a little bit for discussion is after Steve Coogan gives this rousing locker room talk, he fucking explodes for real. The whole thing is supposed to be like this movie set, but a man dies violently. And I will be shooting as well from unseen vantage points so that every glorious moment is captured on film. (laughs) Believe me, gentlemen, it will be glorious. If it looks real, chances are it probably is. You want us to be actors? You want us to occupy the skin of another human being? Well, get ready to occupy the skin of a terrified US infantry grunt surrounded by death, crawling up Satan's bottom. There'll be ambushes, enemy fire, your own little personal slice of nam. This radio goes to the chopper and the chopper only. The chopper is God and I am Jesus Christ, his son. You are my chosen disciples and no one gets to go home till we get the shots. Put on your war faces, gentlemen. Now, let's go and make the greatest war movie ever. Yeah. 
This might be my favorite scene with Ben Stiller lifting the head and being like, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about it. It just tastes like corn syrup, blood flavored corn syrup. <laughs> There's like a really brilliant callback to that too. Like later in the movie, it still doesn't click with Ben Stiller with how stupid he is. He's getting lifted out of the water and like dunked. Over and over again, he's like, Damien, cut, cut. cut. That's the part that I said that I'd never seen this movie, but that part makes me laugh every time I think about it. That's so fucking stupid. Cut, Damien, cut. <laughs> Damn it, Cockburn. Uh, I, I think, Stevie, you were talking about movies about making movies this is really yeah. where the rubber really hits the road for that because i think the movie does something special here with the head scene where because it's a movie within a movie and the person doesn't know that it's a movie anymore it kind of makes your suspension of belief heighten and it's yeah. really really gross when he's doing that thing with the head it's funny but it's disgusting too starch and corn syrup boys <laughs> and I know we already talked about it, but the fact that like Robert Downey Jr. in character is like the only one who's like speaking truth to like what's actually yeah. happening, but he can't <laughs> let go of the character the whole time. He's so can't let go of the character. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Did you guys? I don't know. I I think that the first part of this movie is freaking hilarious. The second part's really good and also funny, but not as good as the first part. Um. The heroin production camp, the group gets split up and they end up there. Corey, I felt like you're going to be on my page. Did you like the little kid uh, heroin production king guy or whatever happens there? Uh, I and I didn't particularly care for like him as the leader, you know, except for one moment, right? There's a moment where him and Jack Black are having like a physical like fist fight. And this is like way yeah. later in the movie. I'll just talk about it now. And, you know, it's the joke you kind of expect where, like, the kid kicks the adult's ass. And to me, that's a little, like, played out, right? It's like, okay, yeah, I get it. But then Jack Black, like, tackles this fucking guy off, like, the second story and, like, lands on him and, like, crushes him. Probably should have killed him. And I was like, okay, (laughs) that was fucking bold. Like, that's pretty fucking funny to me, the way he just, like, slams this little fucker down. It's like, god damn, you little piece of shit. Yeah. I love that. Is that? But, I mean, other than that, just the presence of the kid doesn't do much that for me. That kid was based on an actual kid though, I thought. Two two brothers. Yeah. Two like, brothers? They were like ten years like ten years old. And they were like leader of these like they were like leaders of this guerrilla camp. I honestly feel like one of my few complaints about this movie is the they shouldn't have taken back the violent child deaths. Like when that other little dude half squat gets thrown <laughs> off the bridge. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> it undercut it a little bit that they showed him like dusting off himself off. I thought that, yeah. that felt a little safe. I felt the exact same so way. Funny, though. <laughs> What's so funny well, about it, Brett? Just... I think him pouting is funny to me, though. But yeah, <laughs> I love how he's just like stabbing Ben Stiller and like the jugular <laughs> when he's like riding his back. I'm like, I was wrong. <laughs> 
As he's going across. I'm watching that scene right now. Jack Black screaming my ass is so funny in this scene. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it shows um who plays the straight man um in this movie. Jay Baruchel. Jay Baruchel shows him. I love like, Jay Baruchel. He's in pain. Kirk Lazarus is Kirk Lazarus again. He's holding him, and it pans to Jack Black just <laughs> sitting like a child screaming my ass. It's so brilliant. Is there any truth to the Jay Baruchel, um, Kevin Sandusky? By the way, I get so many great names in this movie. But is there any truth to the whole Blu-ray versus HD DVD thing? Yes. That he's that sounds right. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's yes. yeah, that's real. Because yes. of porn and PlayStation. Yes. Literally, the VHS VHS system was ninety percent porn in the eighties, and like it was saved by uh, what's her name, uh, Bridget uh, Jane Fonda, and her. Uh, workout videos but yeah like it was 90 percent were porn so i have a feeling that's true mm. at that time it was ps3 and 360 and 360 you had to buy like an add-on to plug it into your 360 which is like an hd dvd <sighs> drive and ps3 already had the blu-ray yeah. in it so are you talking to me <laughs> talking to whoever's listening man yeah <laughs> hitting hitting another sour beer note I think Jay is pro. He just does okay. He's a straight man. Everyone else, real. Everyone really knocks out of the park, but he doesn't stay super straight. He gets a little like goofy, you know. I don't know something about it. I don't think he knocked it out of the park. That's all I'm saying. He wasn't bad, but I like him in everything. But I like him. I don't know a lot about him. Like, what else is he in, Britt? But he feels like he should be Justin Long in this movie. Like, this feels like there should be a role for. Yeah. Well, he's in Million Dollar Babies, and this is the end. He's the main character, and this is the end. He's in Goon. Uh, he's in. He plays the same character, and this is the yeah. end. He's gonna yeah. rear their child. The straight. He's a straight guy, and he writes a lot. Yeah. Yeah, he's a writer. Fanboys, which will be a spoilers pick one day. Fanboys is good. We should do Goon. Like someone said, Goon. That's a good movie. Yeah, it is. Goon's good. Yeah. Um, another thing that happens at the heroin camp is the Simple Jack <laughs> performance, <laughs> which is it's just great. Like Simple Jack is and, a classic like, Stevie spoiler reference. You've just yelled at Simple Jack at random times before, dude. I've never, so I didn't know what it was. Funny. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Pat? <laughs> Sorry, Pat. My, 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 my brain's not good. <laughs> Also, I love how Maria Menounos like busts him out in the Access Hollywood thing. She beat cancer, by the way, Stevie. Awesome. Let's go, Maria. That's awesome to hear. She was just diagnosed in January, and by May she had beaten it. Good, good. Because they got it early enough, I believe. That's what I read. Absolutely love to hear it. But just on the simple Jack thing, sorry, I think, Brett, a long time ago, you're going to say there's like five things or something that people get offended at. Um, and that's There's at least three. I saw three people... Picketed, yeah, go ahead. The simple Jack thing like caused up more of a shitstorm at the time, even than Robert Downey Jr. doing Blackface. Well, well, they made they made. Well, I actually think it's funny, and I think it. I would have thought it was funny, but they probably made a mistake. They actually made a simple Jack website, 
like about the movie. So in hindsight, they actually took that down, but they didn't change anything else. And I, I, it's just it's satire. They're saying how far people will go, and it fits in so perfectly with RDJ's speech. I don't know, but yes, that is that was the big one. That that's what actually got picketed on the at the premiere. But Simple Jack thought he was smart, or rather didn't think he was retarded, so he can't afford to play retarded being a smart actor. Playing a guy who ain't smart but thinks he is, that's tricky. Hmm, tricky. Is that working with Mercury? It's high science, man. It's art form. Yeah. You an artist. Hmm. That's what we do, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hats off for going there. Especially knowing not the Academy is about that shit. Mm-mm. Wait. About what? You're serious? You don't know. Everybody knows you never go full retard. Who's the worst example of like a real life actor playing like, like who's Rosie O'Donnell? Yeah, you think that Simple Jack? (laughs) (laughs) I can't think of a worse one. Uh, Sean Penn, I am Sam. Yeah, but but he's like a good movie actor. Sean Penn turned down the role of Kirk Lazarus. I heard in a. Probably oh because of God, Simple that Jack. Been <laughs> that would have been insane. Probably too much. because yeah. of Simple <laughs> that Jack. That would have been. Sean Penn telling Ben Stiller you never go full R word would have just have been per- so perfectly ironic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There, you guys can edit me if you want, but there was a skit on Weekend Update 20 years ago that I thought was really funny. And like, if you look for it, it's really hard to find. It was Tina Fey and it was. I am Sam too, still tarted. Oh my and, god. Oh god. Yeah, well, after a heartbreaking loss last year, Mick, a blue terrier, won best in show this week at the Westminster Dog Show. The only way this year's contest could have gone any better for Mick would be if he had any idea of what the hell was going on. <laughs> Colin Farrell this week brought his mother to the premiere of his new movie, Daredevil, sparking rumors that they are dating. (laughs) Friends of Mini-Me actor Vern Troyer are concerned for his health, saying he started drinking again. Apparently things have gotten so bad that Troyer is up to four thimbles of scotch a day. (laughs) And that's on a weeknight. Vern's friends are desperately trying to get him to go to a lowercase AA meeting. It was announced this week that video game company Atari is going out of business. When asked to comment, the company said... (laughs) Sean Penn is claiming that he lost out on a promised role in a movie because of his trip to Iraq and his opposition to the U.S.-led war, thus depriving the world of I Am Sam 2, still tardy. Again, I, I get why it was taken down. I mean, it's it's weekend update. That's what they do. But like, it's kind of it's a lot harder to find than it should be. I have seen too. Yeah. Sometimes they go fucking wild with that weekend update <laughs> shit. You can edit me out, but don't let them make sure they know that I didn't say the R word. Is Simple Jack probably closer to Gilbert Grape? Dude, I, it's hard. He's so good at that, though. So freaking good at that. Yeah. It's kind of hard to say because, like, the movie has to suck for it to be comparable to the Simple Jack, right? It has True, to be like yeah. an awful take. And Rosie, you know, I mean, what's eating Gilbert Grape's pretty good. You know, I am Sam's pretty good. 
The Juliette Lewis one's pretty good. What about when Harrison Ford gets shot in the head? Yeah, I was going to say that earlier. I didn't know if anyone remember that. Uh, Regarding Henry? Regarding Henry. Yeah. It's a terrible fucking movie. Stevie, you follow the movie industry pretty closely. You read the trades and everything. Do you think that's good advice? Never go full R-word? Would you... Would you give that advice to one of your clients? I mean, we just witnessed it uh, with that movie that um, that Sia made. Tall girl uh, one or whatever? No. Um, what's it no, called? It's, a, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's one word, right? Music like or um, lyric or what is that movie called? But I, I'll get it. I just watched it and I literally went. Well, they obviously haven't seen Simple Jack. Like, <laughs> like no one. It was like t- Oscar bait. Yeah, no, it was pure. Have you learned nothing. Like Oscar bait, and you're like, all right, like. Yeah, it's called music. Music, bait. yeah, and it's just. I mean, it takes it a, a step far. It, it's uh, it's one of those cringe things you watch. You're like, Jesus Christ. What's it about? I mean, music, she's, but. She's autistic. She's autistic. Like. Uh, not even like high functioning, but like super. Like, she likes music. Yeah, and she wears headphones. That's what like keeps her clear. And we get to see like people the ins- really mad about the seizure scene that had. They didn't like. And we get to see like the inside of her brain when she has like music going. It's yeah. Ooh, isn't yeah, Baby movies? Driver? Baby Driver isn't he a little bit like? Uh, he has on tinnitus. The no, he has tinnitus. like he has bell's pulse and just has tinnitus i feel like movies have a harder time today doing anything like that and maybe even tropic thunder would have a harder time today because things get like clipped and shared you know what i mean like a 10 second clip of like ben stiller and robert downey jr saying the r word like on tiktok people would like lose their fucking minds i feel like because there's no context then but do you guys remember last year when robert downey jr was trending because of tropic thunder no, and I and Ben Stiller because, came out and literally said, "I don't give a crap. I, I wouldn't change anything." So. Yeah, good for him because like people were mad that people found out that Robert Downey Jr. quote unquote did blackface. Were they Ben? Yeah, uh, they weren't born yet. They yeah, just need something to be offended by. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, you got an Oscar nomination. The, the Academy, not known for being a very staunch <laughs> body of people, <laughs> I feel like they. That's just the how freaking good he was. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We've been all over the place, but any, any other like particular scenes that you guys like? Anything you want to talk about in terms of the the plot? The Chinese, the Chinese scene to me, it was amazing. I don't know. I think his acting there is so good and so funny. <laughs> Sorry, I feel like we don't have to we don't have to talk about it. If it just... Robert Downey Jr. does a lot of acting with his eyes in this movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, especially the Chinese part. I'm talking about. Yeah, and it's really fun to watch. Just. <laughs> Uh, the other thing I want to say was, you guys don't. Um, what dancing don't you like from Les Grossman, Tom Cruise? I love it all. It reminds me at the end I of think- Dodgeball. Is that where Ben Stiller's like dancing in the fat suit? Okay, so you're talking about the end credits or like in the movie? In the movie, it's fine. I'm talking about the very, very end. Dude, in the movie, it's brilliant. When he turns the music back on and he's like backpedaling away. Dudes. For, yeah, to apple bottom jeans away from Matthew McConaughey. That's gold. I'm with you. I'm with you. Sorry for conflating that. You just didn't like the ludicrous at the end? 
Correct. I don't like the credits. That's something like a that's a Ben Stiller thing, like a goofy dance to end the movie in a fun way. And I think it's stupid. I hate that. It's too much. (laughs) Thanks, Corey. Mm -hmm. It's really lame. Wait, so we're three, two right here. What about you, Mikey? I think I liked it at the time. I think there's so many other much funnier parts, just even lines like. When, uh, oh God, Tug Speedman is again with the head and then the Chinese or the, uh, Asian guy is up in the forest and like, they have no fear of death. <laughs> I thought that was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> I'm not saying it's anywhere near the funniest part. I just don't think it's terrible. Yeah, I guess it's, it's not the worst, it's silly, but it's, though, I guess. yeah, it's, it's too, it's way sillier, I guess, than the rest of the movie, but the whole movie's silly. They have no fear of death. He's, ben Stiller is really good in that scene. Tom Cruise just kills it, though, as Les Grossman, despite that. Like, even when I first saw this in theaters, which is kind of a cool experience, which I'll talk about in a sec, but, like, that was my main takeaway from this movie. I remember coming out of this and being like, it had some funny parts. It was okay, but like that Tom Cruise shit, like fucking killed me. Every time he's yelling, that really gets me. But it, speaking of it, seeing it in theaters, you know, this movie opens with fake trailers, and it blends so well into oh, yeah, a theater yeah. experience, right? Cool. Because it starts off with fucking Scorcher, Tug Speedman's like dumb post-apocalyptic action movie, right? The escape from LA vibes are coming through it. Oh yeah! But uh, who left the? Film? Yeah, <laughs> dude, the the Tobey Maguire joke is so subtle and so brilliant. Like five time Academy Award winner, Osiris Lazarus Osiris, and MTV's Best Kiss Award winner Tobey Maguire. That's really funny. And they're Which using the true real actor's name mixed in there with the Tug Speedmans yeah. of the world. Well, even the credits, because it says Red Hour Ben right before the movie actually like kicks off and or Red Hour Productions. And that's Ben Stiller's production. So it's like his his production title card or whatever is like mixed in with these fake trailers right before the movie starts. It's really cool. What a great parody on Brokeback, too. Yeah. Oh, it looks like a funny movie I, I, I wouldn't say funny but when he reaches down with like his pinky and he grabs the bees <laughs> yeah it's amazing it's so funny it's, it shouldn't be funny but it's funny to me to be condemned is to die in a time where to be different was to be condemned and to be condemned was to die One man chose to question his God. From Fox Searchlight. Five-time Academy Award winner Kirk Lazarus. And MTV Movie Award Best Kiss winner Tobey Maguire. Winner of the Beijing Film Festival's coveted Crying Monkey Award, Satan's Alley. 
And I feel like I have seen like that movie, you know, a couple times. So like it's, it kind of makes it like those movies are still being made like that forbidden love, like drama. Right. You've seen that Corey. Yeah, so. what, do, what do they end up doing with the beads? If you've, if you've seen it, oh. can you mm. fill us in? Ooh. What I happens? You know. Josh, we all know what they do with the beads. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> they make bracelets. <laughs> Any other scenes that stood out to you guys? Anything else you guys want to talk about from Tropic Thunder? I, I don't think we get... Do we, Steve, do we do enough justice to Nick Nolte? He read the book, a spoilers meme at this point. <laughs> He's amazing in this. <laughs> There's some great jokes, too. Like, you know, Beds Give Me Nightmares, wrote the book. Um... I don't know the name of it, just the sound it makes when it takes another man's life. <laughs> you know, and you're getting into this like crazy person, and then it comes to find out that he has hands. And Danny Mc- you grew hands? Danny McBride is so betrayed by it. Three different people say they react like Robert Downey Jr. I'm like, oh, did you grow hands? <laughs> did you grow hands? <laughs> <laughs> I just like and Danny McBride has some great lines with him too, like you know. I serve my country. I'm a patriot. And Danny McBride's like, you are the Milli Vanilli of patriotism. <laughs> yeah. And just the fact that it's like Nick Nolte's idea to make him go in the woods and yeah. never left the States. <laughs> never left the States. <laughs> uh, slapping him, Al Pacino, um, when he slaps him and says, for 400 years, that word has kept us down. That oh, is yeah. such a freaking funny little thing. And the part that made me laugh earlier, that it's so stupid, but... When he comes and goes, peekaboo, I see you. <laughs> That's freaking funny. Robert Downey Jr. saying that just is like, I never would have thought that. It's really funny to me. He's so good. Mm. Can I ask my other Stevie question as a final thought? Oh, yeah. Sure. Because I know you've thought a lot about this. This movie posits that within Simple Jack the movie, there is a good movie in there. <laughs> mm. Can you spell it just out? Did better hands? <laughs> Tell us about the hands, Writer's Stevie. Right. The hands. <laughs> I mean, they hear the Ben Stiller octopus blown up hands at the beginning of the movie. There, there's no hands. <laughs> it does posit that there's a good movie in there somewhere. Part of me almost wishes that instead of like showing Scorcher. I mean, instead of showing Scorcher 6, like maybe just throw in Simple Jack at the end. Maybe. But almost make it look like an action movie. I think that would have been hysterically funny. Um, But I think Simple Jack is one of those movies where there's no coming back from it. Like there is no acting your way out of Simple Jack. I thought maybe you'd say it's just a bad movie, no matter what. There's like some deep art there, and like he maybe well, wouldn't. According to Kirk Lazarus, there is when he was given notes uh, during his play, uh, he thinks that he was actually doing a decent job. Maybe there is a good movie in there. Like maybe he could have been un- like misunderstood in his own time, sort of thing. <laughs> Dude, Ben Stiller's face when the one guy from the heroin production company says you should have won the oscar like it's like <laughs> you can just see like the light in his eyes he's so happy because of that you should have won oscar yeah. 
Uh, only other final thoughts that I had. The first cut of this movie was three and a half hours long. Oh, mama. That seems like a bit much. Like That seems crazy. I want to see Has it. Has anyone seen the director's cut? No. No. It's like a I little would like over two hours it. long. It's actually on Amazon. And uh, last final thought I had, this dethroned The Dark Knight at the box office, uh, ending its run. 2008, pretty good year for movies, actually. Yeah. Fun summer. Dark Knight, Milk, Was Dewey Cox that year? That was later, wasn't it? Walk we'll check. We'll check on that. But are you guys ready for yes or no? No, that was a year. That was a year before yeah. Stevie, 2007. And the only thing I'll add, Pap, though, is the original like script to this movie sounds hysterically funny. But I'm happy with the cut we got. Uh, Justin Thoreau's original script was, you know, four big action stars going to boot camp for a Vietnam movie mm-hmm. they're going to shoot. And then coming back and going to therapy for the PTSD they have PTSD from poop, from boot so camp. Funny. Like that to me still sounds really funny, but I actually prefer this version a lot. It sounds like a whole different movie, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like it's, uh, you're not supposed, or you're supposed to unironically like the soundtrack, but I love the score and I love the soundtrack. I love when it comes in on, you know, you could have done your classics, but I love that it comes in on Ball of Confusion by the Temptations when they're in the helicopter. I think that's perfect. Like, mm-hmm. it would have been a little too on the nose. If CCR. On the helicopter, they're coming in on uh, Fortunate Son, you know? <laughs> yeah. You do get run through the jungle at some point. Yeah, yeah. but that's... You, I mean, you're, all, you're allowed to play CCR in a soundtrack, guys. They're pretty freaking awesome. Well, it's, it's law. You have to play CCR in every Vietnam movie, though. That's, that's law. <laughs> On the topic of music, I like the um, ancient lamentation music that plays at both like the <laughs> yeah. beginning and the end. As uh, t- what's his name, Tug Speedman has his like <laughs> dramatic fall when he's being shot at by the enemy. Has his Willem Dafoe fall? The platoon. Yeah, I like the sexy soundtrack during the uh, Kirk Lazarus trailer. <laughs> Toby, very porno esque. And he's apple really- bottom jeans is or. Low is so of its time for this movie because that song was huge at this time. Well, they I read that they actually put that in like afterwards because it had become a hit like after they had shot it. So, um, but yeah, I guess that's not that crazy. The script is freaking amazing. Like it's it's so funny and like even the way that like it falls back on itself, like the the fake movie that they're doing and like how it Owen Wilson or not Owen Wilson, um, Matthew McConaughey. Throws the TiVo to block the, <laughs> the RPG. <laughs> TiVo also very of its time. Um, shit. If you guys have any final thoughts, let's get into yes or no. I'll go first. First of all, Sebastian, thank you so much for being a Patreon. I um, great pick. Honestly, probably a classic comedy. Probably one of the best comedies from its decade. I think anyone with a modicum of like context or understanding like what the movie's trying to do or poke fun at like, won't have any problem with the contents of the movie. Um, and RDJ, I don't know how many times he's been nominated for an Oscar, but... Twice. Twice, yeah. Totally deserving in this role and that's like a big deal to get nominated in a comedy movie as a supporting character for your performance uh well deserved hilarious movie great pick again sebastian thank you uh we'll go east to west 
on this. I think Brett. Okay. So yeah, this was. I, I might. Am I the only one here that this was my first time watching it? Or. Oh, you'd never seen it before. Nope, I had no. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I'd seen parts of it, uh, but no. Oh my god, this I was laughing like hysterically the whole movie. I thought it was really really funny. Um, I love the cast. I, you probably wouldn't be able to afford the cast now because, I mean, RDJ is really expensive, and so is um. Jack Black. Yeah, Jack Black, but yeah, and Matthew McConaughey. But yeah, yeah, no, this movie's amazing. I think it was freaking hilarious. Tom it's Cruise, like Bill, Tom, yeah, Bill Hader for sure. Jeez. Um, but it's like kind of a little bit of dark comedy. But I love the satirization of Hollywood. It's just so funny. Um, it's not like too on the nose. It's just it's really awesome. It is obvious, but it's, it's got a lot of subtle tones to it too. I love everything about it. It was really really funny. Hard 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 yes for me. Is it? Was? Lean is Josh. I was just looking for some leadership, Pat. I got it. <laughs> hey, like Stevie says, you're grown adults. I don't have to hold your hand. You know the <laughs> yeah. now. Josh from Goshen. Um, this movie, something we haven't talked about is that there's some early scenes where they're shooting the movie within the movie and they're like on a helicopter and there's like kind of a platoon type scene where Ben Stiller's character is getting shot up and Jay's character looks out and points that oh he's I think he's still alive and there's like a little bit of a movie within a movie that they shoot and towards the end of the actual movie Tropic Thunder the real events in the jungle start to mirror that more and more directly and just the way that kind of culminates i think is like just really genius movie making that it just like feels right or something when you're watching it i like to think that there's an alternate reality where the director did fake his death and it wasn't a real landmine he stepped on or something like that but i love this movie thanks y'all for talking about it thanks to the listeners for listening huge huge throbbing Vigo yes Steve oh yeah this is the hardest of yeses I absolutely love this movie like Pap you said earlier I love movies about making movies and this really veers off from that and becomes its own thing and the fact that it's not a spoof I think makes it all that much better um, I love the cast, and Ben Stiller is a really good writer, and he's a really good director. For anybody who hasn't seen Severance, uh, Ben Stiller directed six of the nine episodes, and it's like masterclass of directing. I advise anybody who likes mind-bending sci-fi to go watch that mo- go watch that show in a heartbeat it's on Apple. Um, but yeah, I absolutely love this movie, and I wish you brought it up at some point, but I didn't. When they're making the movie in the beginning, like the movie within the movie at the beginning, I, it's just little stuff, but the line where Lincoln Osiris looks back at the helicopter when he's going to save Four Leaf and he's like, cover me, you limp dick fuckups. It's just, <laughs> I like that line a lot. And I think this movie is just really funny. And contextually, it's just a really good satire 
on a way to look at Hollywood and how serious some people take themselves. So thank you, Sebastian. Hardest of yeses. Ben Stiller really slowed down from acting, didn't he? I'm looking mm-hmm. at his IMDb. One of his he last did. credits is Hubie Halloween. The <laughs> one of the last movies he was in. Uh, Mikey. Yeah, it's a super hard yes. Super hard Vigo, yes. Uh, I'm looking at Ben's directing IMDb credits, and you know, he's got a lot of TV stuff that I haven't seen, but the movies, other than Zoolander 2, it's like, I like all of this stuff. Uh, Zoolander, Tropic Thunder, Secret Life of Walter Mitty is like, honestly, one of my favorite movies. I don't even know why. I think it's just a really great looking movie, and uh, I like uh the journey he goes through the entire way uh it's one of my faves and yeah i do want to see severance uh that looks very interesting as well but i think he's a great director and he plays the the beautiful idiot so well (laughs) and like everything that he's in and it's just like so convincing and he's just really great in everything that he's in the cast is stacked uh great music great setting like shooting all this stuff in a real jungle it it looks insane how good it looks just a real fun funny movie uh really pushes the boundaries of of comedy and yeah it, it might seem problematic but it's such a satire on hollywood which i appreciate because stevie likes movies made uh talking about hollywood i don't really care for that but i really like this movie because it just puts so much uh, emphasis on how ridiculous Hollywood is. So uh, it's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, And RDJ is just like, this is like the funniest character of like, I I couldn't name a funnier character in like the last 20 years. Like this has got to be top five for sure. Uh, Just, just so, so out there and such a big risk for him at the time. Just what a, home run for him somehow uh but yeah it's a super hard yes and thank you sebastian fun movie yeah clap it up for sebastian one last time but last and not least host of big dumb movie Corey kylo ren memes will you make this movie preserved thank you pappy you're a great american (laughs) <laughs> this podcast owes you a huge debt. Now shut the fuck up and let me do my job. Uh, hello. I'm going to give this one a soft yes. I will keep it preserved, Happy. A comedy yes. A comedy yes. A movie I don't love, but a movie I like. I watched it for this podcast, and just like when I saw it in the theater, I laughed a couple times, and I was amused several times by like some of the concepts within the movie. I'm not totally into comedies, as you guys know, so it's not always super easy for me to give them a yes. I was leaning toward no, but you guys talking about some of the stuff did remind me of like the, the comedic value of some of the moments that I didn't even love myself particularly. It's pretty good. Ben Stiller is fucking jacked and I I can't get over that when I'm watching this movie like I'm constantly thinking about how fucking buff he is it's amazing he's like Tony Perkis (laughs) times two 
you know? Mm-hmm. He really went all Still out. Still got that Fokker muscle. I really like the Simple Jack stuff. Again, more in concept. Just thinking about an actor doing that just rings so true to me. Just like this like um, huge action actor that is like kind of an airhead and is known for just like repeating the same bullshit. It would be like Vin Diesel, like nowadays, right? If he tried to do some like movie like that, like Vin Diesel would do some simple jack shit, right? <laughs> Everyone knows him for Fast and the Furious is completely like mindless bullshit. That's what he would do. It would be so funny. But uh, to just cap it off, Brett brought up something that I we can't let slide. It's like so apt and on point what Brett just said. Brett is right. This movie can't be made today. And the reason is it would be too fucking expensive. Yeah. That's the reason this movie can't be made today. <laughs> You're 100% right. That's all I got. Super A-listers. Yeah. Just even like shooting on location like that. They wouldn't yeah. put that money into yeah. a comedy. It's a straight to Netflix deal. Stevie. Timothy Chalamet in blackface. <laughs> we can make it happen. We can write this can we, movie, dude. He'd take it. I, I think we can. I think we can end his career pretty quick. Yeah, I would say you would lead the charge to cancel him. I mean, I wouldn't be against it. Like, I don't love cancel culture, but I wouldn't, you know, be a you know, would not try to point it out that maybe you shouldn't. You're not be. excited for Wonka or what? <sighs> Oh, don't boy. bring up Timothy Chalamet. He's in a good mood. Don't get him in a bad mood. <laughs> no, I know. I, I saw that trailer and it put me in a good mood because I think he might be pulled back a little bit. We'll see. <laughs> he might be taken down a peg. <laughs> taken down one. a peg after this one. This one <laughs> yeah. has like lost a hundred million at the box office, you know, type stuff written all over it. So we'll see. I really appreciated you and Pappy Stevie talking about Ben Stiller, like lingering on him a little bit, like. This is really his movie. I think when people think about it, they think about Robert Downey Jr. maybe first. And man, what a career he's had. Even if he's slowed down with the acting a little bit, like all the sets he's been on. He's in like the Wes Anderson stuff. He does voice stuff. He's, you know, he's a constant with um, Adam Sandler, his dad being in um, being a like real prevalent Hollywood actor. And I don't he's even like. Um. Costanza and Son. He's even on His like are both really famous. Friends and stuff. Like I don't know. His he has a pretty crazy career if you really think about it. Um crap. Dang it. Oh, so what what would you guys think of I don't know if this is true or not, but I read that Ben Stiller originally wanted to play the agent role and speed Speed Tugman or Tug Speedman was going to be Keanu Reeves. I mean, do you think, Stevie, that the Keanu Reeves was as loved in 2008 no. as he is People now? People forget I like, this. No. Yeah. Yeah, he... I know. We were talking about that on John, on and I John like, Wick. I feel like he would see it as making fun of himself, you know? like I think like he was making Street Kings at this point. If anybody remembers that movie. I mean, mm-hmm. um, or, no, yeah. Uh, Let's see. Let's see what he was making in 2007. I mean, Constantine was before this. I think Constantine was 2006. I think Street Kings was maybe 2005. Is that 2005? was Constantine, Scanner Darkly, 2006. Lake House, 06. Don't don't sleep on Lake House. Didn't make a movie. Didn't make a movie in 07. And then Street Kings in The Day the Earth Stood Still. 
Hey, I was right. Street Kings. Yeah, but... um, Yeah. Damn, uh, it just gets ugly. It gets ugly after that. It's real ugly. And Keanu... I mean, I don't know if this movie would have had the same poll. Like, Ben Stiller was a way bigger name at this time than Keanu Reeves. Like, Mm -hmm. way bigger. Jack Black was definitely bigger. Jack Black was way bigger. Like Built first. Yeah. It's... um, (laughs) This would have been an entirely different movie. I don't think Keanu could have cared, like done what Ben Slur did in this movie. I, I like as much as I love you're, Keanu, I'm against yeah, him playing right. the lead role. I'm thinking of Keanu now, which is amazing mm-hmm. and we would have had fun with it. But yet Keanu in 2007, yeah, it's a different it's a different animal. So this is probably perfect. I mean, yeah, to your Plus, point like, though. Plus like Ben Stiller getting intense. Go ahead, sorry, I'm done. And and to your point though, Josh, like Ben Stiller writing producing and starring in this movie like pretty fucking incredible actually and directing yeah yeah um yeah. is it even possible but, it's like we've talked about this before it's like coaching a basketball like, team and playing in the game it's kind of hard to imagine the feasibility of it while you're an athletic director <laughs> and something and the bus driver i mean a producer is a very loose term in hollywood though i that could just be money so yeah, especially executive producer, it's pretty much just money. But you also can take, you can do a little casting stuff. I think it could also be a very big job. Before I get to trivia, we do have a couple comments that have come in. Um, yeah, these are on Spotify. You can leave a comment on a specific <laughs> episode. We got. We got a good and I don't know what to make of it. The, the good friend of the podcast, David, just submitted today on the Sudden Death episode. Yes. Best movie podcast in the game, except no substitutes. Great VA work, BK. The screams were on point. <laughs> Can you give us a scream, Brett, from Sudden I don't Death? even remember. Yeah, you do. Come on. Uh, I don't, who screamed? The guy falling off the roof. <laughs> David's gonna take back his comment after that one, but we might get more. Edit it out. <laughs> we might get more comments like Mister Isili, uh, Mister Icicle, Mister Icicle. <laughs> Brett, this is on your pick, the Thirteenth Warrior, and your host. Bad episode for fans of the film. At oh, one God. point, they're joking about not remembering the characters' names. Only two of the Thirteen Warriors had. That's just patently untrue, but uh, he's, he, he can have his opinion. I admit that we Shut got a little up, off bitch. track. <laughs> oh my God. Scared me. I, I, yeah, for the hardcore thir- thir- Thirtarians, I don't know, I was trying to make up a nickname, but it didn't really work. You know, we didn't have to talk about the plot much because there wasn't much of one, but I'm looking through all these names and every single one of them has got a name, um, especially in the book, which I read. I mean, I... Tom wrote the, wrote the book. Read the book. This guy needs to realize we can't even review Fellowship of the Ring without taking the piss out of it. The Thirteenth Warrior well, isn't going to escape like a little bit of cynicism from the boys here at spoilers. I just don't think that he listened. <laughs> yeah. First of all, it's considered a humongous bomb, and it was almost preserved. Give us some credit. Yeah, way too many yeses. Fuck you, Mister Icicle. I'm not saying Frosty that. He, he might say that. I want you to keep listening. Hopefully we can 
win you over on a different pod. But I mean, what else do you want? John Carter? If he likes icicles, John maybe Carter. he'd like our Mr. Freeze episode, right, Kylo? Ooh, and you can check yeah. out the other half of it on Patreon only. Mr. Freeze, if you become a Patreon, I promise we'll we'll make a priority of your episode. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Icicle. <laughs> um, yeah, but I do have trivia, like you mentioned. Oh, and one last thing I want to mention. Sebastian, not just a Patreon, boys, a rock hard Vigo Mortensen. Whoa. Patreon. Wow. So he'll he'll get another pick. Great pick so far, Sebastian. You're one for one. Um, but Thanks, as is spoilers tradition, we have a trivia. It's it's a uh, it's the game we played a couple of times uh, farthest from, but just a series of closest twos. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna whoever's the farthest from each round will be eliminated. Um, I went off just the most recent host order, um, which I have a Stevie, Brett, Corey, Josh, Mikey. First question: farthest from is eliminated. The number of Seinfeld episodes Jerry Stiller appeared in, according to IMDb. Ran for nine seasons. All right, let me do this in my head real quick. So, 24 episodes a season. This is to throw it to Spoiler Man, by the way, and have a hot take. I'll say... My man from Costanza and Son was in 157. 157. Brett? I'm going to go 156. I think it was much less than that, but you guys watch Seinfeld more than me. I might be screwing myself. 156. Corey. 155. <laughs> yes, I'm definitely not eliminated. Will you repeat the question, Pat? Yeah. The number of ep- Seinfeld episodes Jerry Stiller appeared in. I'm just going to do a little bit of a low ball. I'll say 120. 120? And Mikey, one of the biggest Seinfeld heads on the pot, I would say. Yeah, I don't remember him being on that many episodes. <laughs> I'm going to say 100. 100. The actual retail number of episodes. The answer will shock you. 27. What? <laughs> I thought it was way more. He's like Jaws. <laughs> Every, yeah. He just well, he shoes wasn't even- up. Every he season? wasn't even the original one. He wasn't even the original dad. I knew he wasn't, but he's chewed up so much scenery in there. I thought he had a great. You want a piece of me? I thought he just had this giant it's impact. There's right, no Stop way. That's all right. I, I stopped short. Stop short. Um. Second question: How many square miles of rainforest are in Vietnam? Oh. Oh. Brett. Book. <laughs> oh my god. 
1800. That's so wrong. So wrong. Corey. 1801. Solid guess by Corey. Josh. Uh, 100,000. 100,000. Mikey. Uh, I'll say 5,000. 5,000. The actual retail number of miles, square miles in Vietnam of rainforest, 8,700. Josh, you were way off. Oh, wait, yeah. Incredible guess. Mikey, very close to the answer. I spent some time in Vietnam a long time ago. You ran a sweatshop. (laughs) (laughs) You lost a lot of good men in that sweatshop. (laughs) I just didn't want to be boring and say 1802, but there you go. That's what happens, folks. Mikey loves CCR, boys. You can't stop him. (laughs) On that note, how many degrees Fahrenheit does napalm burn at? Or at how many degrees Fahrenheit does napalm burn? Brett? As we all know, jet fuel doesn't burn. Hey. Um. (laughs) Easy, Brett. It burns. It doesn't melt steel beams. Is the same. It weakens them. Fox say, yeah, dude, trust me. I trust me. I know it's <laughs> trust me. The dumbest I know. Thing, dumbest thing in the world that people think that. But anyway, yeah. Fahrenheit, napalm, breath. God, I have no idea. I'm so bad at science. Um, Jet fuel detonates buildings from the bottom up. Oh. Oh God, Josh. <laughs> Josh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> 2300 degrees Fahrenheit. 2300. Corey. Um, under. <laughs> I mean, come on. 2999? <laughs> 22, yeah. yeah. Okay. 22999. Mikey. Um, hmm. A thousand. Actual number of retail degrees, 1,800. That's close. I think Corey. Mikey said what? 1,000, so he was off by 800. Yeah, so it's Mikey. Oh, yeah, sorry, Mikey. Yeah, you're eliminated. I said 2,300, right? Yeah, 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 Yeah. you're right, you're right. Mikey, I'm sorry. You've been eliminated. And weirdly, someone guessed 1,800 square miles of rainforest in (laughs) Vietnam. (laughs) Oh, wrong guess. (laughs) So we have the classic matchup, Corey v. Brett, to throw it to Spoiler Man. How many, sorry, according to the Wikipedia entry, theatrical films about the Vietnam War, how many Vietnam War movies have there been? 1,800. 1800. <laughs> this is a one of those tables in Wikipedia, you know. This was theatrical the films. Theatrical, theatrical films, films about the time. Vietnam War. It doesn't say all time. It was that was the title of the table in Wikipedia. Oh man, so probably didn't first man. Deer Hunter, let's just say Deer Hunter was the first one. I'm sure it wasn't, but let's just say that. Let's say there was three a year since nineteen seventy eight. 22, 45, 90, 135. 
Fiat fucking numb. Corey. Under. Nine thirty-four. The actual yeah, it's gotta, number it's gotta be under. of retail theatrical films about the Vietnam War. Seventy-six, according nice. to Wikipedia. Wow. Corey, you're a fortunate I mean, son. You are the champion. They all have CCR. Down there. Down there. Oh, for the red, white, blue. And I'm me. Corey, go ahead. You have some time for a hot take. Uh, kick it to Spoiler Man. Anything you want to say? Uh, well, I'm very excited for a patron pick coming up. And that is Blood In, Blood Out. Was that Jason that picked that? Cheese Zombie. Is that that Cheese Zombie is? These fucking Patreon names, I never know who they are. And sometimes they're like people I interact with on my big dumb movie account. (laughs) I had David... I, I don't know. He said it was him and I was like talking about him. Anyway, I'm very excited for Blood In, Blood Out. If you guys haven't seen it, it's like a classic Southern California gangster movie from the early 90s it's beautiful it's so stupid sometimes that it's hilarious like it's i don't know if if it's intentionally or unintentionally funny at times and you guys will know what i mean when you see those moments it's insane but it is super long it's like three hours long wow it's like a prison epic so guys be prepared for that one maybe that one might have to be split up into a couple uh but anyway it's been a lot of fun doing this podcast that was my hot take or whatever so i'll say take it away spoiler man special thank you to our patrons matt troll he may be able to see me but i can't see him brother brian i see you I see you, I see you. Nick. Ah, uh, that's me, sir. Uh, it's good to finally meet you at last. Get some FaceTime. The Meg. This is your fault. Nurse Stacy. Shit the money bed, my friend. The wolf. <laughs> Barky 420. You limey fuck! Spencer. You know how you handle an actor? They whine about anything. You pull down their pants and you spank their ass. Swole. Who's this guy? Dr. Lars. I wrote the book. Druid King. Oh. You're a great American. This nation owes you a huge debt. Now shut the fuck up and let me do my job. If you'd like to request an episode, hear your name read by Spoiler Man, or even just help us make podcasts, please check us out on patreon.com slash spoilers podcast. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Be sure to check out Corey's podcast, Big Dumb Movie. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. Please support this podcast by leaving us an iTunes review. Leave us some stars and some words. Now you can check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Spoilers is now available on Audible.
Everybody knows you never go full retard. What do you mean? Check it out. Dustin Hoffman, Ray Man, look retarded, act retarded, not retarded. Count two picks, cheated cards, autistic, show, not retarded. You got Tom Hanks, Forrest Gump. Slow, yes, retarded, maybe, braces on his legs, but he charmed the pants off next to him and he won a ping pong competition. That ain't retarded. And he was a goddamn war hero. Right. You know any retarded war heroes? You went full retard, man. Never go full retard. You don't buy that? Ask Sean Penn, 2001, I am saying. Remember? Went full retard. Went home empty handed. That was spoilers.